tell me who got cool sell in the stores. You tell me who Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to the Life of an Average Joe podcast. This is another episode of short stories from the Average Joe. My uh, once a month little mini series, mini podcast that I like to do, just telling you a little short story from my my average life and Man, I, I'm enjoying this because I, I typically do some podcasts that are a little bit long. I, I, I shouldn't say long, 45 minutes, sometimes an hour. This is nice to get it in under 20 if I can. We'll see. I usually fail at that, but it's a short story from The Average Joe. If you're not familiar and, and this is your first time hearing this, this segment um, <clears throat> or series, I should say, or if this is your first time listening to The Life of an Average Joe podcast, thank you. Number one, number two, uh, give me a shout out. Give me a message. Uh, leave me, leave me a message right here if you're listening on Anchor. Uh, if you're listening on uh, Spotify, you can do that, or you can go ahead on any of my other social media platforms. Uh, just look up the Life of an Average Joe podcast. You'll find me Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that fun crap. So that's enough uh, shameless self promotion, and let's get into the short stories. I wanted to talk about my time. In Detroit, uh, of course, that wouldn't be a short story, but this particular short story was about the casinos. I am not. I need to give you a little background here. I am not a gambling guy, although I've gambled with my life more times than I want to admit. Um, but as far as like gambling, like going to the casino is not something that I look forward to on like a fun thing. Now, don't get me wrong. I've gone to Vegas and I loved it. I don't really have a desire to go to Vegas again. And I can't say for sure if I'm going to go to Vegas again. I'm not ruling it out, but I can't say. And what I did enjoy in Vegas was not the gambling. I mean, that was fun, but it's not my thing. Now, I talked about in a previous episode going over to Windsor because this is before Detroit had the casinos. I had fun doing that. But I was also 19 years old with a bunch of disposable income, a bunch of money, and no fears, no responsibilities, and didn't care. Uh, here in Texas, everybody goes to Oklahoma. Let's go to Choctaw. Let's go to... When, I, I just don't care. I, again, I'm not saying I'm not going to go, but like, I'm not a big gambler. Even playing cards amongst my friends, I've never been a, a big fan of. Now, I don't get me wrong. I, I've had some fun times. We play poker. I'm just, it's not my thing. I don't like to just go and just waste money because that's what it is. I'm not putting anybody down. If that's what you want to do for your entertainment, as long as it doesn't interfere in your life and your responsibilities, have at it. We all do things. We all have those little vices or we all waste our money on fun stuff. Some people, their fun is, hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to go play golf. And that's what I do. I'm going to go to the batting cages. I'm going to go, you know, at once a month, I like to, I don't know, whatever you like to do, you know? I mean, if it's, again, if it's not interfering in your life, it's not interfering in my life, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not judging. It's just not for me. But I have done it. And in Michigan, for the longest time, we didn't have casinos. Or let me, let me rephrase that. We did not have them by me. We had them up north. Um, but nothing that you could just go to. And then it happened. And we got three major casinos. The Motor City Casino, 
which is a cool name, cool logo, cool, cool graphics, very cool looking building at night when it lights up. The Greek Town Casino, which is in Greek Town, and the MGM Casino, which of course is owned by MGM. <clears throat> out of the three, I will say this. Out of the three, I think the most fun I've had was at the Greek Town Casino because it's in Greek Town. So you've got great restaurants, great bars, a lot of life down there. Then I would say, well, the stories about MGM. I didn't really like Motor City very much. Motor City had an element that just was, you know, every casino has an element, okay? Look, you're gambling, you're drinking, you're smoking. Um, there's drugs going on there. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, there's other things going on there. So there's always an element. Whenever you're, there's that much money going on and people have that much money that they can lose, there is an element of danger. We just got to call it as we see it. Let's not kid ourselves here. But Motor City, for some reason, whenever I walked into there, and I've only walked in there a handful of times, always had this vibe. I just didn't like it. And I was like, eh, I don't know. So it rubbed me the wrong way. <clears throat> now, again, you're in Detroit, and unfortunately Detroit had a bad, bad reputation, still does. But at the time, there was a lot of other things going on. So adding that to the element of Motor City Casino, I stayed away from it. But I was dating this girl, and we will not say her name. We will be respectful. I've mentioned her in other podcasts, and let's just say that I've talked about her in my club podcast and my Miami podcast. So if you want to make the connections and do the circle of life, you can go ahead and do that. But I was dating her, and we spent a lot of time in Detroit at the nightclubs, not just working, but going to see local DJs, our friends down there. We, we just hung out there a lot. And we didn't live there. Was, I was not living there. I was just going there. I don't know where I was at the time, to be honest with you. Um, but we had gone down there for an event. And it was a two-night event with some local DJs. And, we, and when I say go down there, we would go down there. Like, it wasn't just, hey, let's go to the event, turn around and leave. No, we'd go down there early, get a hotel room. Sometimes we would stay at a friend of ours. Uh, you know, we had multiple friends that lived down in the area. We'd stay at their apartments, their condos. But a lot of times we would just go get our own hotel room. And we had gotten hotel rooms, you know, by Greek Town and stuff like that before. Well, this particular night, the first night, we were supposed to stay at a friend's house and go to the event, go watch the DJs, go to an after party and go back to our friend's house. We did that, success, no problem. The second night, however, she was going to have to fly out really early the next morning. I was going to obviously not fly out with her. She had something she had to do. And uh, let's just say she had to go back to Philly. And maybe you guys could put this together. <laughs> um, if not, you will. If you follow the life of an average Joe podcast, this particular girl will come up again and you'll be able to connect the dots. Um, she had to fly out to Philly and I had to go back and live my life in Michigan. And we went to the event and I remember she was off and maybe I was a little off too, but we weren't connecting. You ever just have those nights 
with people. It could be a family member, could be your wife, your husband, girlfriend, boyfriend. You're just not on the same page. It's not that you guys are even like arguing or fighting, but you're just not on the same page. And usually that's like a red flag that you either need to like reevaluate the situation for the night, or maybe you guys both just need to take a break for the night and, and revisit it, you know, the next day. We didn't have that opportunity. We had to be together. So we just weren't vibing. And I remember going and doing my thing at the party and then coming back to her, trying to vibe, trying to force that vibe, which is, if you know anything, men and women out there, you don't force something. Because nine times out of 10, it's just not going to work out well. You are either going to make that situation worse or it's just not going to work out. But, you know, sometimes we're stubborn and we try to do those things. Well, sure enough, this situation was getting worse and I was getting frustrated. Plus, I was tired. I just didn't want to deal with it. So she says to me, I'm just going to go check into the hotel early and I'm just going to call it a night. Okay. Now, this was a hotel we were staying at. We were not staying at our friend's house this time. The plan was for us to stay in a hotel. And I was going to drop her off at the airport and take her car home. Now, I did not come down with my car. And I would pick her up when she came back. I would just leave her car or we'd drop it off at her other apartment or whatever. I don't remember the exact details. I just know I was going to drive her car. Her words to me were, you can come with me and we can just get some sleep and get something to eat and call it a night. Or you can take a, a taxi back to the hotel afterwards. Now, here's the thing. There was no Lyft. There was no Uber at the time. So you're downtown Detroit. You are taking a real legitimate old school cab or taxi. They were not that cheap. And I said to her, why don't we just hang out a little bit longer? You know, so-and-so is going to DJ. Let's at least watch their set. And then we can leave together. Because I'm thinking to myself, the whole reason we're at this party as long as we are, and I'm calling it a party, it's, a, it's an after party, is to see your friend DJ. Otherwise, I could have called it a, a night a long time ago, and we could have just gone back to the hotel. No, I don't, you know, no, don't want to see. It doesn't matter. Let's just go. And I look at her, and, and here's, here's where I made the mistake. I should have kept my mouth shut. <laughs> I think I could have said that so many times in my life. And I should, have, I should have just gone to the hotel with her. But what did I do? I decided to push and push. No, I just want to go back. Why don't we just go? And I look at her, I go, you got to be kidding me. So Brandon opens his big mouth. You got to be kidding me is not the right thing to say. And it turns into, it goes from we're not vibing to now we're not even getting along to now I'm just going to leave. So what does she tell me? You know what? I'm just going to drive to the hotel. Because we didn't take a cab from the hotel to this party. We just drove because it was a little bit farther than we wanted to be. It was still in Detroit, but it was a little bit further from the hotel. So she wanted to drive. Now, she didn't drink 
occasionally she would drink. And by that, I mean a cocktail or two. I was the one that drank more at the time. But even that night, I didn't really, I wasn't really drinking. So either one of us could have drove. But that was the whole reasoning was, well, if you want to drink, I'll drive. She's already doing me a favor. So she says to me, you know what? If you want to come back to the hotel, just take a cab. Otherwise, I'll see you later. That's what she says to me. Otherwise, I'll see you later. Okay. Well, I'm going to stay. And I'll see you later. Now, if you listen to the Miami podcast, this is a familiar story. I have to reiterate, just to kind of paint the picture. I shouldn't say reiterate, paint the picture. I didn't bring a whole lot with me. You know, a duffel bag of clothes to change. I wouldn't bring a suitcase. We're staying for, we stayed at a friend's house for a night and then we stayed at the hotel. So I don't need a lot. Plus I'm in my, you know, I'm, I'm 45 minutes from my house. Not a big deal, you know, give or take. She goes to the car. I don't even know that she left to the car. I got my buddy saying, hey, where'd uh, so-and-so go? I just saw her walk out. Yes, I said so-and-so for a reason. I don't know. She got mad, blah, blah, blah. She's, you know, she's going back to the hotel, I guess. Maybe she's going to the car. So I'm texting her, calling her, texting her. She calls me back. I'm pulling up to the hotel. If you change your mind, I'll be here. Otherwise, Brandon, I'm going to leave your stuff at the front desk. You can get it. I'm like, whatever. So I'm hanging out. The night's going, the night's going, the night's going. And I'm kind of irritated because I'm like, why did she drag me here in the first place? Why didn't we just go back to the hotel if she wasn't vibing on this whole situation? And I'm kind of making an issue out of this. So I get a text. I just put your stuff at the front desk. I'm going to bed. Good night. If if, If you come here, you know, don't wake me up. I have to get here early. Well, what that says to me is, don't come here. It's going to be a situation. I was at least smart enough to realize I don't need to be there. Okay, fine. I don't need to come there. I'm here with my people. Well, the event ends and it's like three o'clock in the morning and I'm downtown Detroit with no car. I have some money to get, you know, but I don't have a lot because I didn't need it because look where I was at. I was with everybody I knew. I mean, if I wanted a drink, I didn't pay for it. If I, you know, I, whatever. My stuff is back at the hotel. So I got two choices. I could take a cab back to the hotel and wake her up and potentially fight with her and ruin the situation. But at least I'd be in the hotel with my stuff or I could maybe try to find some of these people and just go hang out with them some more and deal with it later. Everybody's scattering. People that I've hung out with that I just stayed at their apartment the night before, I can't get a hold of them, they're gone. Other people that I know are like, now we're heading back home, now we're calling it, now we're doing this. Some people are choosing to go to Canada. I have no desire to do that. Plus, I'm, a, I'm not 19 anymore, so I don't care. What do I do? I'm walking down the streets of Detroit. There's cabs everywhere, people leaving. Eventually, this part of Detroit is going to turn into a part that I don't need to be in. 
So I get in a cab and I go back towards the main part of Detroit. Okay. By the, the stuff that, that at least there's some diners open. There's at least more commercial-esque stuff. And it's by MGM Casino, so at least I know they're open 24 hours so I can be somewhere safe. Even if I just got to go in the casino, plug my phone in, and chill. I can be there. So I say to myself, I'm going to go to the casino, and you know what? I'm going to gamble a little. I got a couple hundred bucks on me to blow. This is my logic. Now, there was some alcohol involved, but not much. This is more of my manhood, my pride, my testosterone taking over. I'm not going to go make things right. I'm going to do what I want to do. You're not going to tell me what to do. And I go to the MGM Casino because out of all the casinos, it was the closest. And it had the most security and it had different areas that I could chill out in. Plus, there was also food open 24 hours and there was some place to get a coffee. I could buy some coffee and just chill till morning and figure it out. Well, then I'm at the casino thinking to myself, hmm, maybe I'll just take a cab back home. Now think about this logically. If any of you have taken an Uber or Lyft more than 30 miles, you know how much that is, and it's kind of reasonably priced. Imagine running the meter. Imagine taking a yellow cab 30, 40, 50, you know, 30, 40 miles. Whatever you think that cost is, it's a lot more than it was back in the day. Meaning, not a lot of cabs leave Detroit and go as far as I had to go to those suburbs. But I start thinking that. I have that thought. Because clearly spending that much more money to get back to my home is more important than going to make things right. So what do I do? I start hanging out, playing some slots, you know, getting some coffee, getting some snacks, playing some slots, play a little roulette, play a little blackjack. I'm up 50 bucks. I'm up 60 bucks. Oh, man, I'm up $150. I'm up $200. What? I, I got like $400 on me. I'm definitely paying for a cat. Well, you know what? I'm going to play a little bit longer. And then it happens. The trap of the casino. You have no idea what time it is anymore. They're still pretty crowded for <laughs> because it's a weekend and the casinos are, are still fairly new. It's still pretty common to see people coming in different hours. And people are dressed up. And, and I know what time it was by the time I got there, but surely it's not daylight yet. And I'm playing. I got to plug my phone and I plug my phone and I look at it. Oh, it's 5.30, 6.30. Okay, the sun's probably creeping up. Let me let me send her a text real quick. Nothing. Okay. And I'm playing and then I'm, I'm down 50 bucks. I'm down 100 bucks. I better stop. But you know what? I was on a winning streak. Let me go back to a different table again and play again. Oh, I'm losing now. Oh, I now have lost my winnings and now I'm down... <laughs> to only 50 bucks. Let me let me find out how much a cab would cost me to get home full. Oh, it would cost me 120 120 dollars. 
I'm 50 bucks. How, and maybe I can just take a cab, you know, 50 bucks worth towards my house and then call somebody. Maybe somebody can come pick me up. This is my logic. I'm still not going to the hotel, which where my stuff is. Oh, I'm up 30 bucks. Well, now I got 80 bucks. Okay. Well, that's close. I'm texting her still. Nothing. I stayed all night in a casino. It's 8.30, 8.40, 9 o'clock in the morning. I leave the casino. I'm texting her. She's at the airport already. I already know this. She parked her car at the airport, paid for it to sit there. She says, I'm getting on a plane. I'll talk to you when I get to Philly. See you later. Okay. That's how mad I made this woman. So good job, Brandon. And... I decided to take a cab back to the hotel. Now, that was only like 10, 15 bucks. I tell the cab to wait. I get to the hotel. I get my stuff. I get another cup of coffee at the hotel. How am I going to get home? I, now, at this point, I have a bag in Detroit. I've got a cab waiting on me. I've spent all night at the casino. How am I going to get home? Or maybe I'll go back to the casino to win some money. So I go back to the casino... With my bag. At this point, they're serving breakfast. I got a free breakfast out of it. I kind of give myself, uh, pardon my French, a hose bath. I'm in the bathroom. I'm, I'm washing my face. They've got the little little samples there of cologne. I'm tipping the guy. Hey, don't ask questions. He doesn't care. He gives me lotion, mints. He gives me mouthwash. I kind of look okay at this point because I just changed my clothes from the backpack <laughs> or from my duffel bag. I go hit the blackjack table. Okay. Boom, 11. Oh, gosh. What do you do? If anybody plays blackjack, you know what you do. I do it. Boom, 21. Bam, I just won $200. I'm back up again. Do I continue to play? Nope. I finally, for the first time in 24 hours, do something smart. I call the cab and they take me back home. <laughs> I had enough money to get back home, tip the guy, still had a little bit of money left, not much. I go to bed, I'm out, I crash all day. And I'm gonna tell you right now, hand to God, that's the last time that I gambled in a casino. I haven't been to Vegas since then. I certainly haven't gone to Windsor. I certainly never went back to any of those casinos in Detroit. I think one time we met somebody at Greektown, but I didn't go in. I didn't gamble. And I've never been to a casino in Oklahoma at all. And I passed them multiple times when we would go camping out that way. I don't think that I need to do it anymore because every time I think about gambling, I think about that night when I was so stupid, I was so stubborn <laughs> that I'm like, you know what, I'll just go to a casino all night and hang out and uh, forget it. I'm just going to win enough money so that I can go home. I mean, <laughs> that was something I did when I was 19. I'm just going to win enough money at the, uh, you know, Windsor Casino to get a hotel room. That's what we would do when we were 19. But we had a vehicle. 
here I was, definitely not 19. And I was so stubborn to just, you know, risk it. Why don't you try gambling on an apology instead of gambling on a casino all night? But that's what I did. And just roamed around the city of Detroit all night. So there you go. 24 minutes, uh, almost 25. I, I went over again, but uh, that's a short story from the average Joe. There's no point. There's no moral to it. There is a moral. There's a moral to most every stories there, but um, there you go. I survived the night at the casino and uh, in Detroit, bouncing around, having cabs wait for me with a duffel bag. But yeah, you should have saw that bathroom attendant's face when I said, hey, don't ask. He's like, hey, I won't. He knew already something wasn't right, but he has probably seen so much. That guy should be a, a, a guest on this podcast. He, he probably has a ton of stories. But anyway, thanks for listening to the Life of an Average Joe podcast. Short stories from an average Joe. Leave your comments. Support as always. Appreciate you guys.